0: seconds has begun.
1: Chair, staff is ready when you are. Thank you. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Monday, March 20th, 2023 1 p.m. Civil Service Board meeting. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you, Chair.
0: Members, um, commissioners, please unmute. I call your name. Member Bird? Present. Member Amanfor? Present. Vice Chair Gonzalez Kabatic? Present.
1: Chair Miola? Present. Thank you. We have a quorum. I would like to remind members of the public in chambers that if you would like to speak on an agenda item, please turn in a speaker slip when the item begins. For the members of the public who wish to join virtually, please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. Once you have joined the meeting and wish to speak, raise your hand to provide public comment when the chair confirms the public comment speaking period for your desired item. If you are online, Click raise hand at the bottom of your screen. In the mobile app, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option in the more tab. And if you're calling in via telephone, to raise your hand, dial star nine, and then unmute or mute, dial star, sorry, then to unmute or mute, dial star six, speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. You will have two minutes to speak once you are called on, After the first speaker, we will no longer accept speaker slips and the raise hand feature in Zoom will be disabled. We will now proceed with today's agenda. Please rise for the opening acknowledgments in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the non people, the Southern Maidu Valley and Plains Miwok, Patin Wintun peoples, and I apologize, you're, this is the first time I'm um, attempting to say these names and I appreciate everyone's grace with regard to that. And the people of the Winton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe May we acknowledge and honor the Native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. Please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Our first business today is approval of the consent calendar. Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar?
0: Chair, I have no slips for members in person and no hands raised on the online meeting.
1: Thank you. Are there any members who wish to speak on this item? Uh, can I have a motion then to approve the consent calendar? So moved. And a second? I second. Thank you. The motion is made by Member Bird, Member Bird and seconded by Member um, Gonzalez Cabatic, um, actually Vice Chair Gonzalez Cabatic. Will the clerk please call the roll for the vote.
0: Thank you, Chair. Member Byrd? Aye. Member Amanfor? Aye. Vice Chair gonzalez Kabotik? Aye. Chair Miola? Aye.
1: Thank you, the motion passes. Okay, we will now proceed to the discussion calendar. Okay, Okay. for item number one, is um, Ebony Heaven present? For this item
2: good morning or good afternoon this is jennifer wilkinson um senior personal analyst uh, kim Guinan is going to be presenting this first appeal
1: is that person present
3: uh she is yes
1: okay i'm here great uh Is there a staff, so can the staff then present on the item, please?
3: Okay. Good afternoon, board members. I am Kim Guinan, personal analyst in the Employment Classification and Development Division of the City of Sacramento's Human Resources Department. I will be presenting the appeal of the disqualification of Stevie Garnett from the personnel technician, Employment Classification and Development Recruitment. A job announcement for personal technician employment classification and development posted on October 20th, 2022. On January 2nd, 2023, Stevie Garnett submitted a timely application for the posting. On January 10th, 2023, appellant Garnett received a notice of disqualification stating they were not successful in the examination process. On January 10 2023 appellant Garnett submitted an appeal response to the disqualification, citing civil civil service board rule 4.10 c1. erroneous interpretation or application of the qualification standards prescribed for the classification appellant Garnett's appeal states in part, I believe that the decision made on my exam results is incorrect. I qualify for this position because I have completed 60 semester units from Sacramento State University, Sacramento, and I graduated with my bachelor's degree in psychology. I believe that psychology is a related field to human resources. Furthermore, the job posting does state that a bachelor's degree from an accredited college or university with major coursework in business administration, economics, accounting, human resources, or a closely related field may substitute for the required experience. Please see my my attached documentation and reconsider my application. The city contends the qualification and evaluation standards prescribed for the classification were correctly applied to Appellant Garnett in alignment with the standards stated in the job posting and in the administration of the examination. The city responds as follows. For clarification, Appellant Garnett's experience and education were not evaluated for the minimum qualifications. All candidates who success- successfully passed the examination and place in one of the top three ranks are referred to the hiring department for review. Human Resources only evaluates the applications selected by the hiring department for further consideration. Instead, appellant Garnett was disqualified for not obtaining a passing score on the examination. This disqualification is in alignment with Civil Service Board Rule 4.3A. The director has the authority to disqualify applicants, candidates, or eligibles consistent with the provisions of these rules. The following shall constitute grounds for disqualification of an applicant, candidate or eligible. Failure to meet any of the requirements or qualifications established for the examination as published in the announcement. Consistent with civil service board rules, city practices and examination administration protocols, human resources worked closely with subject matter experts who are familiar with the requirements and responsibilities of the classification to develop the examination. The examination was a training and experience exam inquiring about and evaluating for training and experience relevant to the knowledge skills and abilities of the classification as identified in the classification specification the minimum pass point for the examination was established during the examination development process in alignment with civil service board rule 4.9 a the director shall set minimum qualifying ratings for each phase of the examination and shall provide that all candidates Failing to achieve such rating in any phase shall be disqualified from any further participation in the examination. The director shall set minimum qualifying ratings in accordance with the director's normal practices, which shall be in compliance with state and federal law. uh, Pursuant to Civil Service Board Rule 5.3e, due to Appellant Garnett's failure to meet the qualifications established for the examination, the City is unable to certify Appellant Garnett for placement on the eligibility list, which is an open list consisting of eligibles who have successfully competed in an examination open to any person. However, appellant Garnett will have the ability to retest when this classification is recruited for again. Recruitments are conducted on an as-needed basis based on department operational needs. The same evaluation standards prescribed for the examination were applied to all applicants. The city recommends the Civil Service Board deny appellant Garnett's appeal and adopt the director's decision to disqualify appellant Garnett from the personal technician employment classification and development recruitment pursuant to civil service board rule 4.11 C6. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item?
0: Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips and no members of the
1: public with their hands raised on Zoom. And it's my understanding that the appellant did receive notice of this hearing, is that correct?
3: Chair, the appellant was sent several notices, both by email and phone messages, emails with read receipts um, requested on them, and we've got no feedback whatsoever.
1: And um, is the appellant on Zoom? or virtual hearing right now does anyone i do not i do
2: not see the participant uh, the appellant on the par- list of participants however if they are logging in with a different email if they could raise their hand and let us know if they're available or by phone right or by phone
1: mm-hmm. okay seeing no responses um thank you are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item Okay, then is there a motion and a second for this item?
4: I'm, I move to waive formal rules for conducting a hearing pursuant to Civil Service Board Rule 411c7 and adopt the director's findings.
1: A second. A motion made by Member Byrd and seconded by Vice Chair gonzalez Um Clerk, will you call the roll for the vote? Please.
0: Thank you, Chair. Member Bird. Aye. Member Amonfor. Aye. Vice Chair Gonzalez Kabotic. Aye. Chair Miola. Aye.
1: Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. Uh, the next. Discussion item is discussion item number four, and I believe that um, Mr. Ben Wilson will be the presenter on this item. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, Go ahead and present on this item. then. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Uh, Good afternoon, board members. Uh, I'm Ben Wilson, a personnel analyst with the Human Resources Department. Today, I'll be presenting on the appeal of the disqualification of Shavana Lewis from the administrative analyst recruitment. Uh, on December 1st, 2022, Shavana Lewis submitted a timely application for the administrative analyst posting. On January 23rd, 2023, Appellant Lewis received a notice of disqualification stating the application submitted did not reflect the, minimum qual- the required minimum qualifications as stated on the job announcement. On January 24th, 2023, Appellant Lewis submitted an appeal response to the disqualification citing Civil Service Board Rule 4.10C-1, erroneous interpretation or application of the qualification standards prescribed for the classification. Appellant Lewis's appeal states in part, my application does in fact meet the minimum requirements. My work experience includes research, technical support, administrative work, program management experience, and system operations experience that is required in the application. This job posting is asking for a minimum of six years of experience without a degree, which I have exceeded. The city contends the qualification standards prescribed for the classification were correctly applied to Appellant Lewis and they do not meet the qualification standards as stated in the job announcement. The city responds to each item raised by Appellant Lewis respectively as follows. The minimum qualifications for the classification that Appellant Lewis applied to are as follows. Uh, an experienced two years of full-time paid or equivalent experience performing as a paraprofessional as it relates to report writing, research analysis or technical support in the areas of administration, program management or systems operations. And a bachelor's degree from an accredited college or university with major coursework in public or business administration, economics, accounting, personnel, or closely related field. An additional four years of full-time paid or other equivalent experience performing as a paraprofessional as it relates to report writing, research analysis, or technical support in the areas of administration, program management, or system operations may be substituted as for the required education. The city interprets and consistently applies the minimum qualifications to mean two years of experience performing as a paraprofessional as it relates to report writing, report writing, research, analysis, or technical support in the areas of administration, program management, or systems operations, and a bachelor's degree uh, from an accredited college or university in major coursework uh, in public or business administration, economics, accounting, personnel, or closely related field, or six years of experience performing as a paraprofessional as it relates to report writing, research analysis, or technical support in the areas of administration, program management, or systems operations. Appellant Lewis's response to the education confirmation supplemental question on their application indicates they possess or would possess a bachelor's degree at the time of appointment if selected for the position. Therefore, Appellant Lewis only needed two years of qualifying experience. However, the work experience listed in Appellant Lewis's application does not demonstrate duties related to report writing, research, or analysis. The technical support experience provided was not at a paraprofessional level, meaning the duties listed did not include technical and professional duties performed in a supportive role. As described in the application, the technical support tasks were clerical in nature such as routine tasks supporting the general function in the office recording and retrieving information uh, to meet the minimum experience requirements for this journey level classification duties listed must be at the paraprofessional level the additional details of appellant lewis's work experience provided in their appeal could not be accepted or considered since the information was received past the filing final filing deadline (laughs) applications are screened based on the information provided by the Applicant in the work experience section of the employment application prior to the filing, final filing deadline, as outlined in the the job posting. Based on the work experience provided on the application, Appellant Lewis failed to demonstrate they met the minimum qualifications for the classification. The same evaluation standards prescribed for the classification were applied to all applicants. As such, the director of personnel recommends the board adopt the director's findings. determination and decision of disqualification pursuant to Civil Service Board Rule 4.11c6.
1: Thank you. Um, Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank
0: you, Chair. I have no speaker slips and no speakers with their hands raised on this item.
1: Similar to my questions in the last item, do we have confirmation that the appellant has received notice of this hearing, and whether or not the appellant is here? Chair, I do not see the appellant on the
3: roster for the call, and I also, this, uh, the appellant's information provided for contact, several emails and phone calls were sent out, and no feedback was received. Okay, thank you. Um,
1: are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item yes um, great Commission uh, member bird
4: oh, thank you <laughs> um, I just wanted to uh, give feedback to um, personnel and thank you for the fact that um, so often we have these disputes over what uh, what the requirements are because the specifications used to be fairly um, somewhat convoluted, and I I just wanted to compliment the fact that this job description or requirement, the specifications as written, are much more clear um, than we've seen in the past in terms of really specifying what experience and education or substitute for education. I mean, it's just helpful to have it laid out this way, so um, I know in the past we've had some of those issues, and I just wanted to um, thank you for making, for continuing to update the, the process and make it clear for applicants But I don't have any questions specific to this um, situation. Thank you.
1: And Member Amanfor?
6: Uh, I think it's not more so a question. It's just um, after reading the applicant's, that appellant's uh, letter in regards to the timeliness of this, of her, um, of this adjudication and the timeliness as, as far as when the position would be uh, would close I think that's where I could see a deterrent as far as where the app- appellant would want to even come to this meeting because they felt like they they missed the opportunity um, I'm not sure what we can do to try to remedy those type of um, situations because it can definitely impact people's interest to want to really fight for certain things because they've missed a the deadline and they feel like they're they're more so dejected. So I think it's something that we should probably think about. Um, I know sometimes our meetings um, are not sporadic, but may not meet a specific timeline for those who apply for these appeals. But maybe um, depending on the response that HR would send to those appellant, informing them that, you know, we understand that this may take some time, but I'm not certain what we can really say, but just to really reassure them that um, that we're going to do our best to try to help them out. Um, is there anything that's possible as far as what we can do to commun- communicate with these appellants, with these applicants, when they do some of, when they file for these appeals?
2: Hi, this this is uh, Jennifer Wilkinson again, senior personal analyst in uh, HR. Um, so we do let the candidates know that um, even if the this appeal meeting takes place after their Either the recruitment or the interview or what have you, depending on where they were in that process, um, it does make that mean that they would be able to potentially move forward from that point on. So, like in this applicant's case, um, they were disqualified for meeting the minimum qualifications. Had the board ruled um, in one way or another, then it may affect how they would be on the list as far as being able to refer in the future if departments uh, um, requested current lists. So, it's not that it's an end all. Case for the for an appellant, even if the meeting takes place after the um, recruitment.
6: Yeah, well, being on the list is different from actually having the opportunity to really interview for the position. Understood. Um, and the other questions, Podge, if I'm taking another time, is after reading the responses from the appellant, I only see um, did personnel HR respond back to their letters or their email? Because I only see two of their their letter, their emails.
2: Yes, they were responded to, um, and then, um, sorry, yes, they were responded to when they responded. They, did not, they were not left with, um, like, an open-ended question. We did respond back to them.
6: Were they attached in our, in what we're looking at? Because I can't find them.
2: Um, I think the appellant sent multiple threads, and so we attached the most complete thread with the appeal.
6: And as far as personnel, what's the, your response? I don't see it
2: it was letting them know that they would would still be able to present, we'd be moving their appeal forward with this meeting, um, but we wouldn't be able to make any type of decision prior to this meeting since we can't expedite a CSB appeal without going to a meeting.
6: Okay. Thank you.
1: Oh, uh, Vice Chair Gonzalez-Kabetic.
2: So, um, Board Board Member Manford, do you want to hold on making any motions until you, did you want to see their response to this, or,
1: no, okay.
6: That's fine, thank you, that's fine.
1: Okay, with no one else wishing to speak on this item, can I have a motion and a second?
2: I'll make, I'll make the motion to waive formal rules um, and adopt the director's findings pursuant to Civil Service Board Rule 4.111c6.
1: Is there a second? I'll second. Okay. Vice Chair um, gonzalez Cabatic made the motion and seconded by Member Amanfor. Uh, Clerk, will you call the roll, please?
0: Thank you, Chair. Member Byrd?
6: Aye.
0: Member Amanfor? Aye. Vice Chair Gonzalez-Kabadek? Aye. Chair Miola? Aye. Thank you, motion passes.
1: Okay, I think the next item is the member comments, ideas. I recall correctly the for matters not on the agenda. Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on public comments, matters not on the agenda? Oh, there's there. oh, Commissioner comments. I'm, I apologize. Thank you. The next item is member comments, ideas, questions, and meeting conference report. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? Yes.
6: Yes. and Which items again? Can you repeat that?
1: Um. Sorry. The next item is the member comments, ideas, yeah. questions, and meeting okay. conference report. I thought
6: you you were calling out specific things. So I think the only comment that I want is um, in regards to appellant. I for some reason, I think since we've been in this commission, since I've been in this commission, we don't really get that many um, um, attendance from the appellant. And I'm certain that you guys are reaching out to them effectively for them to, you know, come in to plead their cases. But um, I think we need to start to consider um, how we really um, invite them. Uh, Maybe there's a possibility of having an additional email with the commissioner's name saying uh, like a more friendly approach um to say that hey we are here to represent you so they know that some people that we're here to help them out um and maybe that might influence them to actually come into this meeting because i feel as if um many of the appellant they spend a lot of time to write these letters and these emails um, to show their interest, but they already feel dejected. So is there a possibility for us to actually um, frame some type of language where um, it's more qualitative in response to inviting um, the appellant into these meetings compared to it just being just a standard, you know, case language saying that based on this, you're, I think that we need to just have a different way of corresponding with them in regards to inviting them into this um, appellant meeting. And those, that's the only comment that I have to say. Maybe there's a possibility that we will actually see more attendance.
1: Is there any other member who wishes to speak on this item? No? OK, I agree with um, member Manfor on that. Um, um, first, I would just like to see the notice that actually goes out to the appellant. We, we don't actually get that in our packet. I've printed everything out. We Since I've been on this board, I have not seen those notices. I understand staff has let us know that their notices have gone out and responses for example to the emails have gone out. But in that last item, although it didn't affect my decision, none of the responses from the city staff were included. So it wasn't just the longest string. It was the only uh, emails that were included were the ones from from the appellant. So I. Just in general, would like to see notices that go out to the appellant to be included in our packet, as well as responses from city staff, so that we can see that and be assured that um, the appellants are receiving the notices as staff has indicated that they are. Anyone else like to speak on that item? Uh, no? Okay, great. Um, then the next, the last item is public comments, matters that are not on the agenda. Is there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item?
0: Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker
1: slips and no speakers with their hands raised. Right, I'm gonna, is there anyone on, on phone that would like to speak on this item? And seeing none, then um, that concludes uh, today's agenda. Thank you, everyone, for your participation. The meeting is adjourned.